Popcorn for Dinner. This is Jeff. And Kelly. This week we are going to be talking about the 1990 Arnold Schwarzenegger classic, Total Recall. This one was a trip. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I can't even really explain it. It It somehow eluded you over the years. Yeah, I mean, I... I was never like a gigantic Schwarzenegger guy, mm-hmm. you know, it's like Terminator is cool. And, you know, I saw a few other things that he did, but I was never like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. I got to see every Schwarzenegger movie. So this one, yeah, it definitely it was just like, yeah, OK, whatever. I guess I just didn't look at it hard enough because I truly didn't know what it was about. Yeah. Uh, except for whatever the little descriptor thing said when we were getting ready to watch it. It was like, a construction worker has dreams of Mars, and he goes to the vacation thing, and then that's where it's kind of dot, dot, dot. And it's yeah. like, all right, that's all I know. Right. Vacation so, and Mars, let's go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I should have known it would be at least somewhat what it was based on, uh, based on Paul Verhoeven, who directed it. He did uh, RoboCop. Okay. And a few other movies. He did Starship Troopers as well. He's very over the top in a lot of his stuff. Like RoboCop is mm-hmm. is so people don't really think of it. Like they hear like RoboCop and they're just like, oh yeah, he was like like a kid's version of Terminator. And it's like not a kid's <laughs> version. Oh my god, there's so 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 much violence in in RoboCop. So I should have expected the level of violence in this, yeah. but it's still like certain parts of it. Got me laughing with just how completely over the top they were. Uh, that human shield guy. I, holy shit. I felt so bad for him. <laughs> right? Like, he was just an innocent bystander. I For some reason, I was looking at the innocent bystanders a lot in this movie. Just because I was like, it's a it's a Verhoeven movie. He, they're going to get mowed down. It's going to be terrible. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, they don't deserve it, but it's going to happen. So, yeah, that dude, that, that was hysterical. <laughs> just the fact that he uses it against like one set of guys and then mm-hmm. turns around and there's another guy so he swings him around in front yeah. of him to use him as a shield more like so far past the point of being dead he's and just then, like a hunk of meat and then he becomes a projectile or and he just throws him <laughs> that's right like, oh, oh, poor guy so ridiculous um like i, I th- that should have been on my mind already as soon as I saw it, because I honestly, I, I didn't realize, really realize who had directed it mm-hmm. until I saw the name in the credits. And I was like, oh, OK, should have seen it coming. Holy shit. Because, <laughs> I mean, it, like right off of the bat, it's nightmarish with that yeah. Mars nightmare. Yeah. And he smashes his face guard and fucking starts. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That like horrifying decompression thing that they did yeah. in this movie. Those models that they used were, they were fucking horrifying. I wrote yeah. into my notes towards the end once we saw like a lot of it mm-hmm. <laughs> is that it's like, I am so glad I didn't see this as a kid. Yeah. Because they would have given me fucking nightmares. Yeah, that would have been terrifying. Oh my God. I, I, and and uh, Kwatu. Kwatu that... was a fucking nightmare. As soon as that happened, I was like, please don't. Please don't be what you're going to be. Yeah. And it like... was. And it was horrifying. <laughs> yeah. It was. Yeah. It's horrible. And the, the fact that it has like a nice, sweet voice mm-hmm. does not help. <laughs> it does not make it better. No. It's still creepy as hell. Like if it yeah. had like a kind of voice, it would be just as bad. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter what it sounds like. Yep. It could be mute. <laughs> it doesn't have to say a word. Mm-hmm. It's, just a, it's just a nightmare baby stuck to that guy's chest. 
the one newscaster, like the first newscaster that they showed, mm -hmm. first thing I would thought was that's 80s Rosario Dawson. <laughs> <laughs> like that could be her aunt or something. <laughs> I don't know if they meant for it to be this way, but the fact that it was set in the 2080s mm -hmm. was like, are they assuming that like fashion and things will will just keep re like recycling through mm -hmm. the years the exact same because everyone looks like they're from the 80s yeah there's little to no attempt to make it look futuristic at all yeah like clothes hair makeup everything yeah it's just the 80s <laughs> but it's exactly. supposed to be shoulder pads oh my god yeah 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 but they did and update. the fact that i mean th this is a very uh verhoeven-esque touch of the fact that you hear and see terrible violence and swearing on the news broadcast we're like they wouldn't broadcast that like nah it's a verhoeven movie they would yeah everything's ridiculous and heightened and and yeah. like super satirical to the point of just being like a comedy essentially yeah. <laughs> uh so i was i thought that was really funny like those soldiers fighting back the rebels on mars and like get the fuck out of here like yeah. <laughs> fully and, and clearly on the, on the tv broadcast and everyone's like no yeah that's how it is yeah that's just that's just how the world is. Yeah, the, the futures the universe. They're real cool with it now. Yeah. With a movie like this that has such a like twisty turny plot mm -hmm. where there's like things that you're learning about not just the world but the character you're following and all that kind of stuff like secrets and things being revealed. Mm -hmm. I like movies like that just cuz like you know you look back at earlier scenes that maybe you didn't understand at the time and you're like, "Oh, you know, things kind of <laughs> fall into place." Yeah. But Right off the bat in this movie, it's like Schwarzenegger has the nightmare about Mars where mm -hmm. he smashes his, his helmet and he's about to die uh, with that horrible face. Yes. Wakes up, goes downstairs, watches the news, which includes all of the like violent attacks and like gunfire and death on Mars happening right now. Mm -hmm. And the very next fucking words out of his mouth are, let's move to Mars. It's like, yeah. let's move to Mars? You're having nightmares about this place. It is literally a war zone. Yeah. Why would you want to go to Wait, Mars? I'd, yeah. And then later you kind of get it because it's like, mm -hmm. okay, maybe it's like a, an old memory popping back in that's mm -hmm. just like influencing him right now. Like, you need to go to Mars. You need to go to Mars. So he's thinking like, yeah, we need to move to Mars, right? Yeah. Even though it makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what kind of fucking lunatic would move to Mars? As the plot develops and you get into the whole... He's a secret agent undercover with his memories erased mm -hmm. plot line that answers the question that I, I had right off the top, which is just something that movies do all the time with Arnold Schwarzenegger is try to make him the like every man. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> no, not even a little bit. Nope. He towers over everyone. He's in <laughs> insane shape to the point of like, it's it's just like The Rock. Yeah. Where it's like the only parts he can play is someone who needs to be super jacked up because otherwise, why would you get that jacked up yeah. unless that's your job? Yeah. You know, so it's like there's no way that this dude is just like ordinary everyman. Yeah. It's like, this guy's a fucking giant. That's ridiculous. That's why he works construction. <laughs> I love, I love that scene. It cuts in. He's jackhammering. It's like, all right, there he is. He's at his job. There's his <laughs> friend, whatever the fuck the guy's name was. I forget now. Yeah. Whatever. His buddy Danny or whatever is jackhammering next to him, and he starts screaming at him. Yeah. So that they can turn their jackhammers off, so he can have like a casual conversation about something with him. <laughs> Why are you starting that conversation right now in the middle of jackhammering? Yeah, like wait till you have a break. Yeah, it just it's the silliest thing because when you're watching it, you realize like everyone around them is still working mm -hmm. and they've just stopped in the middle of it to talk about something for no reason. Like what? 
What? You guys Why? look like assholes right now. Yeah, really. And then just go right back to work mm-hmm. after a couple of questions about recall, um, which is insane. That whole concept mm-hmm. is ridiculous, in, and it raises a million questions. For one, how is that legal? Yeah. That seems <laughs> like that is wild. And again, I get it. It's kind of a, a heightened yeah. satirical world where, you know, crazy shit like this. If you have the money, people will do it for you, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Still seems fucking insane that anyone is allowed to do this to anyone else. I mean, if you pass the, the trials, I don't know I, what it, kind of... FDA sort of regulations, or I don't even know. I, I, I guess it I don't wouldn't know what be it would FDA because that's, that's yeah, it's food not and a, drug. it's not even a drug. It's like literally a piece of technology that they put into your head. I don't, I, I don't even I guess, understand how the memories get put in there. It's like there's a chip or something. I don't. I I think it just I don't. It seemed like it just messes with your brain waves in some sort of fashion. I I, I, I really no don't idea. know. I don't understand the technology. Yeah, but for one, I mean, it seems super crazy that it exists at all. And not obviously like a fictional world that will mm-hmm. have crazy shit. I just mean that like that it exists in a world and people are allowed to just do it to each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, he explains the whole recall thing where it's like you get to pick where you're going, what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in an instant, essentially, it seems like... Uh, Actually, that's another question I had. Did yes. it seem like it was supposed to be instant, or does it take as long as the trip you're doing? In the middle. I don't think it takes that long, but I don't think it's like an instantaneous thing. I j- the reason I ask is because it's like, if he planned to keep this from his wife, who's not his wife, mm-hmm. then that would mean that he would just like go there and get it real quick mm-hmm. and come home on time. You know what I mean? Like He wouldn't be late. It wouldn't be like he has to lay there for a few days letting it take i was assuming something like half hour hour sort of situation because like they put him to sleep which (laughs) hang on (laughs) they give him one shot yeah and he gets drowsy and falls asleep (laughs) and then he starts raging yeah and i counted they gave him nine shots Like, what the fuck? How does that not it's like kill him? Down a rhino or something. Seriously, like that—that that easily takes down, well, nine Arnold Schwarzeneggers. <laughs> Whatever the equivalent of that is <laughs> in the animal kingdom. If we're running with the assumption that a gorilla is like three, four Schwarzeneggers, then nine Schwarzeneggers is a pretty big thing. Yeah. Um. But sorry, the the other thing. Mm-hmm. So you know, you 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 go on the trip. Mm-hmm. In your brain, essentially, or you basically you just have the memories of it. Yeah. So like as soon as you wake up, it's like you just got home from your trip or something. So they're like real fresh in your mind, I guess. And you can think back on it and have a mm-hmm. good time reminiscing. Yeah. You know, it doesn't it, the way it seems is that it's not like you go to sleep and have this two week long dream. Yeah. It just seems like you go to sleep. They implant it when you wake up. You have memories now. Yeah. Which, I mean, for one, it seems kind of like a ripoff. It's like, I can just imagine memories. <laughs> you know, it seems yeah. silly. Um, so but like, it to pay you- that much money for it, I guess, is what yeah. I'm saying. Is that it's like, why not just do it mm-hmm. instead of paying someone to basically just pretend for you? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you just pretend yourself. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, but they say it's like, it's as if you were really there. It's as, it's as clear in your mind as your clearest memories mm-hmm. of whatever, blah, blah, blah. 
But then he goes on and he's like, and then we have these other packages where you, you know, being you is so boring. Be Mm -hmm. something else. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how could that memory possibly feel real later? Yeah. If you're looking back on it and it's somebody else. Like, oh, yeah. Or remember that time I was a, you know, superstar on Mars. Yeah. It it doesn't make any sense that that would still work the same way. Because it's like, because you're not gonna fool yourself into mm-hmm. believing it's real because you're not that pr- <laughs> that's why they called it an ego trip i mean i wasn't I mean, I a, it wasn't an ego trip it was something else but yeah it, it, that, it just seemed yeah. like a silly like why would it already you're basically playing pretend now mm-hmm. you're gonna like super play pretend and be something you're not even mm-hmm. actually uh, it, it, and it's more money it's like how is that gonna work yeah and not even money credits why is future money always credits i mean at least they did something futuristic because it's like really, truly so much of it didn't feel futuristic at all. Yeah. Just cars. Mm-hmm. They're just cars. There's a taxi one that drives itself and is a nightmare as well. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking yes. Johnny taxi or whatever yeah. it was called with that creepy ass mannequin driver guy. Did not like that. No, but it's like there's those. But for the most part, it's just cars that you drive. Mm-hmm. and TVs. Sometimes they have a, a seat. The car has a seat that sits sideways <laughs> so you can be on a computer at the same time. <laughs> you can be the second in They all have henchmen. DeLorean doors. Oh, yeah, the suicide doors and stuff. <laughs> it didn't feel all that futuristic, so it's like, I guess, credits, especially when you start going interplanetary. Yeah. You expect that they have to, like... Equal get, out yeah, somehow. Get it all under the same thing, and credits, I feel like, are... I don't think anywhere in the world actually uses credits, so it would mm-hmm. be, like, the best way to make it like not confusing for anybody yeah it's like if in america you still have dollars and in england you still have pounds and whatever then Mm -hmm. for universal shit you use credits yeah i guess it just makes sense i don't know okay so (laughs) when he starts freaking out at the recall place yeah and he like breaks free and kills everybody and kills everybody He, at one point, like, karate chops someone <laughs> in the face, yeah, and like, their head starts bleeding. Yeah, you, like, karate like, chopped their face off or something. That was what? hysterical. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that there was something like that so early in it, so you could really, like, get a taste for how zany it was going to get. <laughs> it was like, wait a minute, what? That is so... How, how does that happen? <laughs> yeah, I mean, because, like, last week with Demolition Man, it's like, that movie was, you know, a big dumb action movie, also rated R, but... That movie was not nearly as graphic in its violence. You know what I mean? It's like people would get mowed down with a gun, but they would just like they fall over and they're dead and whatever. And you don't really pay that much attention to it. And this movie has tons of gratuitous aftermath shots (laughs) and like blood squibs going off and shit all over the place. So that opening sequence of just being like he just karate chopped a man in the face and broke skin. Yeah. Holy shit. Like, yeah, no, this movie's going to be off the chain. (laughs) Uh, and then fucking he gets captured by his buddy because he's a member of the agency, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was hysterical that it's just like some shadowy organization called the agency that doesn't <laughs> seem to care about being subtle at all. Yeah. They will just blast through civilians to get the guy that they're looking for. And I was mm-hmm. like, future Earth is disturbingly lacking in police activity. Yes. Yeah, like seriously. there's nobody around to save anybody. And I was like, unless the agency is the police, like technically, if they're supposed to be it, but they're not. Yeah. I don't even know what exactly they are. They're a spy agency. I mean, I guess so, but they're evil. I mean, it's just the leader was evil. 
Yeah. But like the agency should have been working for good. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. See, they, at first it seemed it like seemed like they're working for the head honcho on Mars. Right, but I mean, that's what I mean. Like, is he Cohagen? Is he the, like the leader of the agency as well as being like mayor of Mars or whatever the fuck he is? That's what it seems like. So, does either side know about like does the, does him being elected mayor? Did that have anything to do with him being part of the agency, or is it I a don't secret? Think he was, I don't think he was elected mayor. I think he like crowned himself because he owns the air. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. <laughs> I didn't quite get that. Like, like I, I get the idea of like rationing it out to people, but like, how, how do you how do you keep track of that? How, you know what I mean? Like people uh, breathing, like they're just breathing. It's not like everyone's walking around with like oxygen masks on, where it's like, mm-hmm. yep, you got to pay for the can, mm-hmm. and then you can breathe it, and then when it's out, you got to buy more. But it's like, so is it just like a utility? You know, like, like like you get yeah. a water bill, you get an air bill for your sector of Mars. But I I, I liked. <laughs> I liked Mars. I liked mm-hmm. the the whole thing up there, the colony, whatever. Mm-hmm. But by the like third or fourth time that there's been a chase scene through it and you've crashed through a bunch of buildings and you've gotten to see a whole lot of it, it's like Mars is like a mine, one hotel, and then nothing but strip clubs. Yeah. That is the entirety of Mars. <laughs> it didn't I, even look like there was anywhere for people to live except in the strip club. Yeah. <laughs> like it seemed like that's where everyone there lived. Yeah. Was just like upstairs. Yeah. Also, the fact that the last resort strip club bar, uh, as soon as I saw it, because what's his name? Benny, mm-hmm. the taxi driver Benny, who brings him up there. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, telling him, he's like, Are you sure you want to go here, man? It's like, There's some better places in here, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and he walks into this strip club bar. And I'm looking at it and I was like, this like dive bar on Mars that's supposed to be so horrible is cleaner than a lot of bars I've been to in my life. Yeah. Like this does not look seedy enough to me. Yeah. It was really clean and nice looking and stuff. I was like, where is all of the like seediness? Yeah. It didn't seem creepy enough for it to be like that kind of place. Yeah. It was really well lit. (laughs) You could see all the mutants. Which were also kind of horrifying to look at. Yeah. Not as bad as Quato, though. No, Quato was definitely the worst of them all. Yeah, that was a, that was a fucking nightmare. Yeah, sorry, real quick. When he's escaping from everyone and he kills all of his friends who... Or he kills his friend and those other guys who are like a part of the agency who are trying to bring him in. Mm-hmm. And he goes back to his apartment with Sharon Stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she turns on him. And she's a part of the agency, too. And she's just there as a plant and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Um, she hates his crotch. There's yes. so many crotch kicks in that fight. Seriously. <laughs> like, I think she punches them, too. I, like, probably. It was, it was absurd. Or, like, pistol whips them or something. Like, he should, he, he really, he should have just gone down. The fact that he kept fighting is, is really saying something. Because that's okay. that was a lot of damage. He must have a, like, titanium dick or something. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then wonderful that like once he has once he like has apprehended her uh, and she's like, I just want you to know, like you were my favorite favorite assignment, favorite assignment. Yeah, like it was the best. Like we could do it one more time. You could tie me up if you don't trust me. And he's like, oh, yeah. And looks out the or not out the window. He looks at the monitor that shows mm-hmm. Richter and the, the bad guy posse. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things in the world. That's one of my favorite movie things is in action movies. The bad guy posse. Yeah. There's always the bad guy posse. They get picked off one by one. You know what I mean? And fucking specs. The dude with the glasses uh, who was his like second in command guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. As soon as I saw him, I was like, this dude seems so familiar. Like 
in this exact role, the like second in command bad guy guy in a in a in like a cheesy <laughs> action movie. I'm like, have I seen this movie? Because I don't think I have. Like it was it was blowing my mind. And then after the movie, I went and I looked it up, and he's in a movie called Toy Soldiers. Came out a year later. Uh, it's about a like a boys' school that gets taken over by terrorists. The lead terrorist. I don't believe is played by Michael Ironside, but he's played by a guy who looks a shitload like the guy who plays Richter. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that guy plays his second in command who looks exactly the same. Like he's got the glasses. He's got the short blonde hair. He looks exactly. He's the exact same guy. So I was like, <laughs> I have seen this character before in a completely different movie. It was so That's wild. It, I know it blew my mind. I was like, who is this fucking guy? So funny. Um, but yeah, I love the posse. The posse's coming up to get him. Mm -hmm. He looks in the monitor and he's like, oh, he, he puts it together that she was basically just going to try to trick him into hanging out and, and waiting for them to come up. And he says, clever girl. That can't be a coincidence. Yeah. That has to be what they took it from in Jurassic Park. They're like, oh, we got we got to use this. That's that's a wonderful line. <laughs> so we're going to use clever girl in our movie, too. I did not see that coming. I was like, oh. <laughs> I noticed that as well. Easter like, egg. Oh. That was so cool. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, holy shit. His escape when he's just murdering his way through everyone in his path. I, all I could write about it, I was just like blasting caps and snapping necks. <laughs> That's the whole fucking sequence is just like. Essentially, yeah. And then I love the fact that like they, they're chasing him. They chase him through the streets. Fucking mm -hmm. that human shield thing happens. Yeah. <laughs> fucking murders everywhere. Car chases, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then he winds up. Where the fuck was he? Was he in like a hotel room or something where the guy called him? Yes. Okay, because, yeah, he gets to the hotel room. The guy calls him. He's like, I got your fucking suitcase down here. Mm -hmm. Come down and get it, blah, 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 to help you escape. And he runs down and he gets the suitcase. And then the guys show up again and the chase continues. <laughs> I was like, I love it. It had like a little intermission because yeah. it was essentially <laughs> the same chase. Those guys were still like on, on his path. He, oh, yeah. he was just able to kind of hide out for a sec. So I love that the chase scene had like a little break in it in the middle of it. Like, okay, hold on. Chill out, chill out, chill out. Okay, more chase. <laughs> There's a lot of chases in this movie. That's that was it's a staple of action movies is the chase scenes. Yeah. A lot like slasher movies. They have good chase scenes. <laughs> you know, it can really elevate something. Loved all of those. Um God damn it though, man. When he gets that suitcase and he's putting it all together mm -hmm. and he's figuring out what's happening, like you're a secret agent. I am you and you are me. <laughs> and uh and he tells him how to get that bug out of his head. God, another one of those fucking horrible, Ugh. horrible model things mm -hmm. that's just terrifying to look at. I really, honestly, truly do not like them. <laughs> I appreciate the craftsmanship. Yes. I appreciate the attention to detail, and I appreciate the fact that, you know, instead of trying to do really terrible computer effects, because it was like 1990. Yeah. So they could have done a little bit of something. Mm -hmm. So instead of doing something really bad looking, in mm -hmm. that sense. So I applaud them for for like doing all the work to do them. I just find them horrifying to look at in not the right way. You know what I mean? Like it's not like, oh, yes. yeah, that does look like it would hurt pulling something out of your nose. It's like, no, 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 no. The, the whole thing. Yeah. The whole puppet. This, this whole not real Arnold Schwarzenegger face. Uh, and then, but you're hearing his voice over it, mm -hmm. so they're trying to trick you into into thinking that it's actually it's 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 so unsettling to look at. Yeah, I, I hate it. I, I am truly not a fan hate it. Either. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I really don't like it at all. 
And again, it's something I probably should have seen coming because there's a sequence towards the end of fucking uh, RoboCop. I mean, there's the sequence where fucking Murphy gets shot a thousand times before he turns into RoboCop, which has a couple of those moments where it's like a model of Mm -hmm. him getting blown apart and stuff. So it's like, okay, whatever. But there's also a sequence right towards the end where a guy gets covered in horrible, like radioactive toxic goo and he comes out and he's like horribly mutated and sick and gross looking. And I always hated that. I was always Mm -hmm. like, oh, God. And mm-hmm. this movie was like chock full of it. Yeah. Did not enjoy that. Me neither. <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same page on that one. Yeah. And then what in the fuck? So he gets away from them and he goes to Mars. Mm-hmm. And he goes to Mars and the bad guy posse goes to Mars. And they mm-hmm. essentially show up at the same time. Except uh, what the fuck was his name? Schwarzenegger? Douglas? Doug. Quaid. Yes. Quaid. So Quaid is in disguise as a woman? Mm-hmm. I don't understand what the fuck was going on there. Yeah, I have no idea. Because it's like you see this woman and she starts giving weird answers to the questions that the guy's asking, the like customs guy's asking her. Well, like, she started repeating her answer. Exactly. Well, that's yeah. what I mean. Like she gave an answer like, how long are you going to be here? Like two weeks. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. and what are you bringing with you? Like two weeks. And then she starts freaking out mm-hmm. and repeating two weeks, two weeks over and over and starting to look horrible and terrible and her like hair mm-hmm. comes off and it's just like, what in the fuck? And then... Richter is like, that's Quaid. And then the mask comes off that whole costume thing. They don't explain that at all. Like yeah. where, like, I, I, I assume where, he got why? it from the suitcase or whatever. That is like, yo, you, you got to use this to get back onto Mars or whatever. But I don't understand how it works. Like, okay, so it's a, so he, he has to dress up like a woman completely except for his head. And this weird mask thing of a woman goes mm-hmm. over his head and speaks on its own? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> why why couldn't he have been disguised as a man that can so that he could then use his own voice mm-hmm. or face in one way or another? Like what the fuck yeah. is going on? I I hated that. I really did. Like I I I I enjoy the movie overall. Yeah. <laughs> but that was really fucking stupid. And I really didn't like it at all. I was like there's a million ways you could have him try to sneak in and get caught. Mm-hmm. This is hands down the dumbest in every facet, the dumbest plan for the character mm-hmm. and just the dumbest thing to watch happen on screen. It's tough because like so much of the movie I did enjoy mm-hmm. and a lot of the twisting and turning and plot stuff was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's just so damn much of this horrifying stuff that it's like, I I don't think I would ever want to sit down and watch it again. Yeah. Um. But so he gets caught because his thing fucking malfunctions because it's stupid. Right. And then was Richter, right? Richter. Yeah. He's the bad guy. Yeah. He comes running in and like shoots at him and he shoots out a window. Like you, you know where you're at. You are no stranger (laughs) to Mars. Yeah. Everyone knows. What the fuck are you doing shooting a gun in here? Yeah. It all boils down to the ridiculousness of this plan that Cohagen has. Mm -hmm. Because by the end of the movie, when he's explaining it, it is somehow to me, like we got to just sort of try to break it down or something. Because as he's explaining it more, I am just getting more and more confused. (laughs) Just starting from the top of everything uh, plan wise, Mm -hmm. or at least to try to understand what the fuck was happening in this movie. Okay. Okay. So Cohagen. Mm hmm. Crowns himself Emperor of Mars, whatever the fuck it is. Right. <clears throat> Takes it over because there are mines full of 
some shit. Mm-hmm. I forget what it's called. That they sell for a shitload of money. Mm-hmm. And so he wants control of it. And he can do anything he wants as long as that keeps flowing because it's keeping him rich. Mm-hmm. So then they discover, him and the agency and whatever, they discover this crazy old alien relic in the mine. Something that aliens put there long, long ago. Yes. Were they like the native Martians? I don't... Is that what it was supposed to be or is it just... Maybe. Okay. So whatever. Aliens left this crazy device. Mm-hmm. They don't know what it does. Or they do... Cohagen seems to have an idea what it does. Yeah. But he imagines that it will kill everybody. Or is he just concerned that if it works, it'll get rid of all the stuff and he won't be able to sell it anymore? That's more of his concern, I believe. Okay, but so there's this device. They don't want to turn it on because it'll ruin Cohagen's shit. Hauser, who is Quaid, mm-hmm. Schwarzenegger, while he's working for the agency, when he's tactically a bad guy, finds out what those things do i believe so is that what it that's the information he has in his head is like what those what the thing in the mountain does yeah there's the rebels that we were talking about earlier Mm -hmm. who are like fighting essentially like for mars like get the fuck out of here yeah this is mars territory whatever we you know I, i don't really understand what their thing is they're just like this guy sucks his regime sucks we're fighting against it He's charging for air. Yeah, exactly. Like. So they don't they don't want that. That's bad. Mm-hmm. So they have a leader, Quato, mm-hmm. uh, who is just sort of spoken about throughout the movie. Very mysterious. Not even Cohagen knows exactly what yeah. or who it is, or if he really exists. Or, yeah, but yeah. it's it's alleged that he has psychic powers, which apparently all the mutants do. Mm-hmm. But I guess his is just especially powerful or something. I don't know. Maybe he's the only one who cares about the the resistance and all the other mutants. They're like, we could, but fuck you. <laughs> uh, so, Cohagen knows about this guy, Quato, and he wants to destroy him. Mm-hmm. This is where things start getting yeah. like crazy and weird, and I don't quite understand. Really so, convoluted. So, his plan, he turns Hauser into Quaid, mm-hmm. but on Mars. And he hangs out on Mars in the bar with that girl Melina, and he stays at that Hilton because he leaves himself the little message about going back there. So he he puts him on Mars for a while and then pulls him out, puts him on Earth, wipes his memory, all on the gambit of him eventually rediscovering his memory of Mars, mm-hmm. flying back to Mars reconnecting with those resistance fighters, Melina and the rest of them, and then lead Cohagen and his cohorts to the resistance to kill Quato. Okay, so I think that Hauser played a part. In the plan? In the plan, yeah. Well, okay. because like the video that they show at the right, end. Oh, right, 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 right. So, he's, he's like double so Hauser's bad. Hauser's in like, oh, on God. it. So he probably, you know, set up all the stuff with like the hotel room and okay, the right, okay. safety deposit box that right. sent him to Melina. Well, but he had to have a connection with Melina in the first place. Yeah. So he had to have gone he, there and maybe he like faked being good. Okay. Faked okay. turning. Yeah. Yeah. Got in with the resistance, made his friends, 
then split, mm-hmm. got sent to Earth, memory wiped, and then he became Quaid. Mm-hmm. But they wanted him, apparently, to rediscover all of this to get back to Mars to lead them to Quato. Yeah, I don't know what the original plan would have been to get him to disappear. I just so to say because like because the guy with the suitcase that called him. Yeah, he, like, he was in on it. He too. was in on it. But he had said that he was told by Quaid, you know, if he ever disappeared to to bring him to the, bring that him that suitcase. Yeah. Right. So he might not he might not even know about the whole plan. Mm-hmm. So I, okay, here's, here's where the whole thing falls apart. <laughs> At least in terms of like, because I mean, it's a ridiculous, crazy, convoluted plan, and it makes for a fun like movie watch because mm-hmm. like the twists and the turns and the whose side are they on kind of thing mm-hmm. is a lot of fun to watch. So I'm not even trying to like shit on the movie <laughs> in this case, but it's just like, why not simply have Hauser go undercover? Because if if he established enough of a relationship with them, yeah, for them to be angry that he le- that he left without saying anything, like specifically Melina, mm-hmm. and she's so mad at him for leaving without letting her know about it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like if he's already in with that group, why not just have him find Quato then, instead of going through all of the shit of pulling him out, wiping his memory, sending him to Earth, and just fucking hoping. <laughs> That he rediscovers his memory? Like, what if he never went to recall? Because there's that, yeah. I love that little scene. He go, he gets on that train earlier, and he sees the commercial for recall. So mm-hmm. he goes there. And then later, when he's being chased and he's running away, he gets back on another train, and he looks at it, and it's a it's an ad for, like, a real travel agency to go on mm-hmm. a real trip. And he just kind of shakes his head, like, why the fuck didn't I just go mm-hmm. on a real trip? It's like, yeah, what if he had just gone on a real trip, and he just lived the rest of his life? yeah. You what you like? Are they just content on never finding Quato? I like it's not actually that big of a priority until he rediscovers his old memories and murders his way back to Mars. I mean, and then I they're guess... like, oh, oh, you know what? That plan, that whole plan with the Quato <laughs> thing, we can do it now. That's so great. Like it seems like it wasn't their idea in the first place, and they're just like, it's like if it happens, it happens. But it, we're, he's just gonna live here on Earth forever. And then like, oops, oh, oh, contingency plan. <laughs> We can get Guado now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, I mean, it, I guess that's why the wife was there. But to... she was like trying to keep him from Mars. Yeah. That was the weird thing is that at the beginning of the movie, she's like, no, 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 don't go to Mars. Don't go to Mars. And then later in the movie, you realize that it was their plan, the agency's plan all along. And it's like, so she was working. I guess against... it wasn't time yet as far as their plan. Like, I don't know why they were waiting to try and catch Guado. Yeah, it, it, the whole I... plan just falls apart i don't get it yeah but i will say that scene when he's in the hotel room and that doctor shows up Mm -hmm. and he starts explaining to him about like think about it your adventure started when you were sitting in a recall thing Mm -hmm. getting ready to go under and go on a trip to mars where you're a secret agent and all that and just being like isn't it pretty obvious what this is yeah that this is all a dream i can't believe that that never crossed my mind until this scene yeah. And not even for a moment. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, holy, holy shit. shit. Yeah, exactly. Is this a dream? At the same time, I was like, oh, man, that's cool. And I liked how that scene resolved itself where he's sweating. So you mm-hmm. know that he's nervous because you know it's real. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, shit. 
and he takes him out. That was a fucking wonderful scene. I really, mm-hmm. really enjoyed that. And I liked the fact that I didn't see it coming either. It's yeah. like, it, it should have been obvious what he, you know, asking for a secret agent vacation <laughs> and then immediately starting off on a secret agent yeah. <laughs> adventure is like, oh, yeah. I liked the whole I liked everything about the whole Quato plotline. Except for the horrifying animatronic baby thing that it was. Right. Everything yeah. else about it was cool. You had the like secretiveness, the like, oh yeah, who knows, you know, and the like him being there already. Like he's on his way. Like, you're Quato, aren't you? Mm-hmm. I I would have preferred that if it was just him. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of this terrifying thing on his chest. I liked the fact that like he meets him, they like do the like mind meld thing, mm-hmm. and he like learns what Quaid knows. And then immediately the agency shows up and kills him. Mm-hmm. I really liked. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. This is going wild. Like, this is getting crazy. I don't know what was happening here. Yeah. Uh, and in his last breath, he tells Quaid to turn on the reactor. Yes. Which brings up another thing. The reactor itself. So I, I understand what it does. It essentially, like, superheats. Mm-hmm. Melts all the ice in the core of the planet or whatever, Mm -hmm. which releases steam and air and all that stuff blows Mm -hmm. out of the crust and and creates an atmosphere on the planet. So I understand that. Did Cohagen know that's what it did? Because it seems like he does because he's like, if I do that, then my air is worthless. Yeah. So it seems like he knows exactly what it does. Why the fuck is there any access to that button? Yeah. He owns that mine. Lock it off. Yeah. Seriously, just like cement it up. Keep anyone from ever fucking seeing it. And it's done. You don't even have to worry about Quaid anymore. Finding it or whatever whatever Mm -hmm. the fuck is happening. You don't have to worry about anybody finding it. Yeah. Because it's gone. Everyone can just go live their lives. Exactly. Like it's just it. the fact that it's just like, yep, it's just sitting there glowing, waiting for someone (laughs) to jam their hand in it. Like why not just not let anyone do that then yeah (laughs) it seems really obvious to me (laughs) and the fact that it's just sitting out in the open seems idiotic but also i was under the impression that the people who made this thing were the martians maybe i'm wrong maybe there's something in the movie that i missed that explains that yeah but based on that i was sitting there and i'm like so the martians knew that their planet was bullshit built a device to fix that and simply just never got around to using it. Uh-huh. I don't understand why it exists without being used. Like, how could you have built yeah. it all the way to that point of having simply a button that glow? Like, you, you, you've made it as shiny as possible, <laughs> and it's glowing, and it, you know everything looks perfect. Why haven't you used it? Maybe they didn't need the atmosphere. Then why would they create that at all? So future. Well, why would they give a shit about anyone else who doesn't? I don't know. Maybe breathe whatever who, who who does need it. It would be it'd be like us right now building a way for someone to simply flood the entirety of the earth, like just in case fish people ever show up. Like, why would we have that device? <laughs> it'd be terrible. <laughs> it would kill us. Like, if their world needed to be like Mars, why would you build a device that absolutely destroys your world and turns it into something you could never live in? You know what I mean? So it's like, who built this? Whoever built it needed, like, must have needed oxygen. So why didn't they use it? Why is it just sitting there? They died before they could use it. It, (laughs) They ran out of oxygen. But that's what I mean. That's what's so silly. It's like you build it to this extent, to the point where it is like everything's set. 
Mm-hmm. And you, and what you, all you like, gotta do is push the button. Seriously, there's just a button. That's all that's left. It's not like they needed to like insert a bunch of things and make it start running again. It was mm-hmm. literally just like there's a button over there. Go put your hand on it. Yeah. It's like, wait, why didn't anyone else do this already? Like, doesn't matter. Put your hand in it. <laughs> and yep. then the horrifying like atmosphere explosion that happens that like saves everybody by mm-hmm. making Mars a habitable place. That had to have killed a lot of people. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> like explosive yeah. steam flying out of the crust and windows getting shattered and people getting thrown around and earthquakes or mm-hmm. Mars quakes and all that. <laughs> like people died. Yeah. It, it, it really seemed like instead of looking like heroic ending, it looked like what should be happening if the bad guy won. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where <laughs> things are exploding everywhere and people are mm-hmm. screaming and flying around and everything. It seemed horrifying. And it's like. This is the good ending. Yeah. Somehow. <laughs> well, Arnie and Mel are still laying there with those terrifying faces. Oh, my God. Those fucking faces, dude. That is too much for me. I, I, I do not like them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine with their ridiculous, like, O faces when they're getting their, their brains melted and the thing, you know, where they're just going like, like that, whatever. They don't turn them into puppets. Yeah. But yeah, the Mars deaths, horrifyingly gruesome. Awful. Awful uh, again, so glad I didn't see it as a kid. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't have slept for like weeks. <laughs> and then there's uh, quite a few, uh, quite a few good one-liners. Like when he drills into Benny, mm-hmm. who's driving that that thing, and he says, "Hey Benny, screw you!" and drills him. <laughs> there you go. There's a brilliant one. Um, the see you at the party, Richter. <laughs> <laughs> He falls to his death. That was a fucking good one. Um, when they get into the like alien reactor thing, it's essentially you, know, you see they're like on this catwalk and it goes way, 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 way down. Mm-hmm. And there's like a thing down there. And like, that's what they need to get to. Mm-hmm. And people are currently dying. Like there's, there's a time an, crunch. There's an entire sector without oxygen supply. Yeah. And uh, they're like, oh, uh, turning it on. That'll save everyone. If we turn it on in time. And then they proceed to just mosey down the walkway. Not even a time, like, not even, like... Not even fast walk. Yeah, not even fast walk. Just walk. Yeah. And it's like, Like, you just said that you need to do it in time. (laughs) You are wasting so much of it right now. Yeah. At at least jog. Yeah. Come on. Skip. I don't give a shit. Just get there faster. Uh, I did, like... And it was super obvious. I'm sure it was obvious to you as well. But when when he's looking through the equipment and shit that he gets in that suitcase and he gets that wrist that makes a double version of himself, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's going to come in handy later. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, there it is. Yep. That um, was great. And I like the they did the little twist and she used it too. That that was good. My favorite is <laughs> you think this is the real <laughs> you think this is the real Quaid? It is. <laughs> that was the best. That might have been my favorite part of the movie. That that was so fucking good. Yeah. Like doing it once to that tricking them with it once and mm-hmm. then reverse tricking them by having them think it's a trick. Oh, that was brilliant. I loved it so much. Uh, wh- what did you think of it in in comparison to something like Demolition Man? Because they both they they're slightly similar in the mm-hmm. sense of it being in the future, like future action. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one obviously did. L- 
it's like it did more to suggest future by including like Mars yeah, and, and that like, kind of stuff. Like full on life on Mars. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it also did a lot less futuristic of like society just looks basically the same. Mm-hmm. Everything looks the same. Yeah. <laughs> it's just There's the 80s again. TVs. Yeah, there's tube TVs, mm-hmm. oh uh, which is hysterical. Also, I'm, I'm assuming that they lived in the city, Arnold Schwarzenegger and, and Sharon Stone. Mm-hmm. So when she turns the news off, that's like the wall. Mm-hmm. And then it turns into that like beautiful oasis, like look off in the distance. Mm-hmm. Is that like a screensaver? Is there like a brick wall on the other <laughs> side of their windows? And they're all like, fuck it. We're just going to make it seem like we live out in the country. Because I was like, I don't think they yeah. do. No. They clearly live in the city. Yeah. I... Which which I guess just makes it seem that much more like dystopian and sad. Where yeah. It's like everything is so drab and terrible that you just put up big, yeah. like all of your windows are you just TV screens and you can pretend you're somewhere else. Yeah. The only other thing that I had was... <laughs> Sorry, I wrote, I wonder how many kids this guy's got. <laughs> Fucking, what a great recurring line. Yeah. I got five kids to feed. <laughs> and what a great way to discover that he's a bad guy, too. I got four kids to feed. Yeah. What happened to the other one? <laughs> Shit, man, you got me. I'm not even married. <laughs> oh, Benny. He looked familiar, too, but I looked into it, and I don't, I don't really remember him from anything. It seems like that was a lot of the cast is like, you look like you were in something that I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> but you weren't. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a bunch of those faces. Mm-hmm. I think one of the last things, uh, something I can award it, at least so far, it's kind of like a Guinness record where it's like it, it can be broken later. Mm-hmm. But so far, I think this movie had the most 80s credits we've done so far. <laughs> With the that that like yeah effect on you know yeah. it was just super cheesy <laughs> super super eighties as soon as it rolled up I was just like whoa which is hysterical too because the movie came out in nineteen ninety yeah it's like, but it was being made in the eighties they knew mm-hmm. what they were doing <laughs> they knew exactly what they were doing <laughs> that's the funniest thing too I'm pretty sure I've mentioned like several times already that about like eighties and eighties and it's like technically it's nineteen ninety. Like, yeah, not to anybody in this movie or anybody who was making this movie. It was 1989, buddy. Yeah. (laughs) Also, I wrote the future is a warehouse. So many (laughs) sets were just warehouses. It was clearly just a warehouse. Mm -hmm. Even things that were supposed to be like sort of outside. It seemed like they were inside a warehouse. Yeah. It's just like, okay. Yeah. The only other thing that I had that didn't get mentioned was, uh, Beginning of the movie after he, after he kills all the guys at recall, uh-huh. and then he gets jumped by his friend and the other guys. Yeah, no one in the area reacts to the gunshots. Oh God, right? Like that. That's something that I look back on when they did the "It Might All Be a Dream" sequence mm-hmm. thing, where I was like, "Oh shit, yeah!" Like he just mm-hmm. murdered a ton of people in the middle of everywhere, and nobody noticed any of them. Yeah, or cared. Or- yeah, or gave a shit or whatever. Like, yeah. Wow, maybe it is all fake. And then it's real, and you're like, oh. So I guess nobody gives a shit in the future (laughs) about anything. Good to know. (laughs) Note to self, in 2083, (laughs) you're on your fucking own. (laughs) Uh, All right, I think that's going to wrap it up for Popcorn for Dinner this week. This is Jeff. And Kelly. See you at the party, Richter. (laughs)